0: Come
1: and dream with me.
2: Hello welcome to What Do You Want to Watch Explosion Network's premier media podcast. Every fortnight we get together to talk about movies, TV and online content. Help you answer the question, if Babylon wins no awards, did it even come out? Fuck you.
0: <laughs>
2: I'm your host Ashley Hobley. join me today, Dylan Blight. Piece of shit. Babylon's a great movie. Everyone
0: should watch it. I'm gonna buy it twice. I brought it VOD digitally. I'm gonna buy the Blu-ray when it comes out. Show my support. All right. I watched all the behind-the-scenes features already.
2: Maybe they'll make some of their money back.
0: <laughs> I got. I got to help them somehow. <laughs>
2: <laughs> put a collection plate out. Uh, yeah. Today we'll be talking about the Academy Awards. Uh, What's in our watch history? A little bit of news. This week's top three, and we'll be giving some thumbs to trailers. Uh, let's kick things off with uh, the big movie last week, Scream 6, of course, uh, following the Woodsboro survivors from uh, Scream 5 as they moved to New York City, uh, but uh, faced with a new Ghostface face uh, killer trying to kill them. Of course, we've got a spoiler cast with Radio Watson's buddy Watson over at, on the podcast feed. Uh, but Dylan, what are your non-spoilery thoughts of Scream 6?
0: Fantastic. Uh they continue to make really good screen movies. It's it's crazy how this franchise that was once dead and gone and the slasher genre seemed to not be a thing that existed anymore apart from on Shutter and like sort of other like very niche, hardcore uh, horror platform, mm. um, not at the box office. Uh, sort of disappeared. I mean, you had a few come and go over the years. You had like Happy Death Day and all these um, uh, f- freaky, you know, like some sort of stuff. But as far as like reigning at the box office, Scream, as I predicted on that SpoilerCast podcast, already made more money. Like, open biggest the opening more. of the franchise yeah so it's smashing it get ready for scream seven out next year probably um the <laughs> it's really good that the, the thing i like most about it is the the change of pace i love that we we move forward i actually really like that sydney's not in it i'm as mean as that sounds for neve campbell no nothing is her. i'm just all for the like we're doing this whole legacy sequel thing right where you know like let's get the the out with old use new characters bringing the new old characters bringing new characters the majority of the film focuses on the new characters you get a lot more time with general ortega this time instead of sitting here in a hospital for the 80 percent of the movie um the new twists and stuff like that that they do between the opening and the reveal and all that sort of stuff is stuff that hasn't been done before it was really really cool uh the kills are gory uh some of the goriest ones have done which is really cool and in general i just think that the 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 cast the characters that they've got here are that they're really good they're really fun to be around i enjoy all of these new characters i want them to survive i want them to to be around for the sequel which is the what you need to make any of these sorts of films like if you don't care about the characters if they live or die like the sort of the the frill and attachment you have for them like that's it, you need that for the movie so it has that going for it i think that's really really good
2: yeah i had a really good time obviously uh even as someone who's not a massive horror fan uh, obviously, you know, I think it's it was uh, super enjoyable. I think uh, a lot of tense sequences, um, and kind of the mythology of the Scream franchise continues to be built. Um, all the really, new, all the the returning cast, of fantastic, I think continuing to build this franchise around them is a, a good idea and a success. And uh, yeah, I think like the mystery of who. The Ghostface is this film. I think they pulled off mostly pretty well. I think, uh, you know, it's interesting to see Kirby come back. Uh, even though, you know, maybe she wasn't utilized as much as people would have liked. Um, yeah, it was a really good time. <laughs> uh, do I want to scream 7? Sure. You yeah. know, I, I have my hopes for what direction they'll go in. Um, but yeah, I think the opening is really cool. A different... A, a very different take on the opening kill of a scream movie. Um, yeah, fantastic. Go check it out in this to us podcast over on this. What do you want to watch? Podcast feed. Uh, yeah. Uh, also, this week saw the season finale of the Last of Us TV series. Of course, we've been talking about each episode over on Platinum Explosion uh, as part of our PlayStation Productions bonus podcasts uh of course you know interesting the show has become a massive success uh from the last time i think we talked about it after the season premiere um fantastic you know the show puts any doubt that a video game can be adapted into television or film um i think you know super effective production design is off the is just crazy i think such a it, it just honours the video game in such a beautiful way uh, the performances of Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey are like fantastic um, so many like wonderful little easter eggs and moments uh, throughout the entire thing and uh, yeah I think it is super effective it might not hit exactly the same way as the video game but I think it it is they told it in the best way to a mainstream audience that they possibly could in the medium uh, Dylan what you are your thoughts on Glassless?
0: yeah it's um they did exactly what uh video games are finally getting to where adaptations of books have been for 50 years or whatever you know like you 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 take the core things that make the the story good and you adapt it to the medium the the different medium in the way that suits it best and you you go about it that way you don't go about trying to make a movie based on a book to only please the book fans you don't go about adapting a video game to only appease the the video game fans and include all these like little bits that only they'll appreciate and they'll love um, this series has been it's massive hit on hbo it's um you've got you see people on twitter talking about how everyone they know that they work with who like ain't game gamers are talking to them about it uh, my parents are watching it my brother's watching it all these people that have never played the game uh, there's people at my workplace watching it who've never played the game like it's it's massive and they're all loving it and even if there is a little bit of that like this is really good for something that's based on a video game like there's still that surprise f- factor that people are sort of overcoming because uh, especially I guess for um some people maybe like my parents where it's like oh I thought shit was just like Spyro the Dragon and <laughs> that was another thing you played Pokemon's Man, Mario um so it's like really surprising that there's such a mature um story coming out of the video game space that can be adapted to, to the story but um the cast was fantastic pedro and bella um awesome both for for all i, I i'd love to if anyone's out there still talking shit about them i'm just like come on you for real at that, at that point you just i don't know get get off it yeah. um both really phen- phenomenal performances their versions of these characters really really good all the key moments story beats from the game that made the game what it is a here um they improved upon stuff drastically like the bill episode obviously is a huge improvement and one of the one of if not the best for a lot of people episodes i guess of the the series which is crazy because it doesn't have joel or ellie in it but it's just a such a fantastic bottle episode um cinematography is amazing in all the episodes the production design everything the way they Um, It all comes together. So, yeah. It's a phenomenal series that everyone can enjoy who enjoys good storytelling in TV. Like, it's not a video game series. Uh, Looking forward to Season 2. Well, actually, no. Let me take that back. I'm not looking forward to Season 2, but also I'm looking forward to Season
2: 2. Yeah. And you can listen to our episode episode breakdowns over on Platinum Explosion. Uh, All right. I went out and watched an event screening of Dungeons & Dragons Honor Among Thieves. It's the new film based on the Dungeons and Dragons uh, role-playing game uh, with no ties to any other (laughs) films. Um, This is directed by Jonathan Goldstein and John Francis Daly, who previously did Game Night uh, and stars uh, Chris Pine. Underrated movie. It is an underrated movie. Uh, Mm. It is one of the best comedies of the last Mm. 20 years. uh, easily. Uh, Yeah, so this stars Chris Pine, Michelle Rodriguez, Reggae Jam page? Justice Smith, Sophia Lillis. Hugh Grant follows a bunch of thieves uh, who have to uh, pull off a job in a castle uh, to thwart uh, someone who betrayed them and also to stop an evil wizard from raising an army of the undead. Um, This is like super fun, enjoyable fantasy uh, throwback. I feel like when people... when people talk about a film like Willow, this is what I imagined it would be. Because <laughs> uh, they talk about it being so much fun and reverent and that kind of stuff. And I think um, that's – obviously, having watched the TV show recently, and, and it being in a similar genre, I think the comparison kind of came to me. Um, but I think as someone who's watched a lot of Critical Role and like has a fairly – solid understanding of Dungeons and dragons i feel like there's so many different references and elements brought in um so many great gags as well they've got um it's just very funny chris pine like doing his chris pine stuff you know uh you know the funny funnier moments from like when he's kirk and that kind of stuff is so prevalent here and he's playing like a bard which is quite you'll know, sing songs and like has a loot which is kind of ridiculous and that kind of stuff um michelle rodriguez fantastic you know playing just the classic barbarian and just fucking shit up constantly um and then hugh grant is like hamming it up big time she's he's he's an absolute delight uh not quite paddington too but i mean he's right up there so um he's, he's i a gotta be of- honest
0: i had no idea Hugh grant was in this and suddenly my interest in this movie's like doubled
2: <laughs> yeah uh yeah, I think, you don't know, I don't think some of the action, I don't think the action is the most excellently shot, but it's serviceable. There's some really fun action set pieces. Um, I mean, yeah, they just use a lot of the Dungeons and Dragons elements so well. And like, you could believe that like a team, uh, this is the story of like uh, somebody's game that they're playing and like, you know, we've got to come up with some, we've some way to steal this from this. How are we going to do it with what we've got available here? Um, what spells are we going to use? What like items do we need to collect and that kind of stuff? Um, lots of, yeah, like I said, lots of funny gags. Um, yeah, I think it's a really great time. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing other, hearing other people talk about it when it comes out. So um, oh, I probably should look that up. It is coming to cinema's, I want to say 25th of March. So what I'm, so
0: I feel like I've seen the trailer a million times at cinemas, so I better be out soon. 30th of March.
2: Trailer. Here in Australia. Uh, yeah, just a really fun, nice film, really. um Yeah, that incorporates Dungeon Dragon in such a really fantastic way. Uh, didn't love it as much as Game Night, but I think, you know, uh, it's got a lot of that humor and that kind of stuff, so definitely worth checking out when it hits cinemas. Into a wide release. Dylan, you watched uh Missing while you were down in Melbourne.
0: I did. Um, so this is the movie Um. Fuck, it's a pseudo
2: sequel to, find... to searching.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was about to say it's a pseudo sequel. I was trying to find the director's name because I can't remember the um Nicholas Steve Johnson and Will Merrick. The so they did um yeah, searching, which was this Well, they edited uh, searching, right?
2: The directors of well, this Well
0: they one. I think they wrote it? Oh no, hold on, I'll double check. No, they just edited it. Yeah, okay, they just edited it. Hold on, did they write it? No, no, they just. No, I no, was right. You, you were right. They just edited it. So it's like a yeah. So it's like a continuation of that same style and um that they created for searching, which is this. Hey, it's um through the, you know, the webcam. Someone's like looking for their looking for emails, looking for these things, and trying to work out where they um i can't remember what was searching i can't remember was it a it was his do- daughter i believe I so it was. Yeah. yeah so that one starred um john cho his daughter goes missing i think and then like he's like looking for her, trying to like look for her emails and whatever else and find out where she's gone and if she's run away and stuff really really good movie um i think a lot of people didn't watch it because they're like I-, I hate the whole found footage type feel and stuff but it was done so well that um it's a lot better than that if you if that stuff turns you off, Missing similar. So, Missing is uh, stars um, uh, Storm Reed as this young teenage girl uh, who, her I think she's 17 or something in the movie. She's not legal to drink, is a part because she has a party at the start of the movie, of course. But she's a teenage girl. Her, her mother goes on a holiday overseas with her partner um who uh fuck i can't remember the actor's name anyway it doesn't matter um he they go overseas and then like they have a whole sequence where she just sort of has a party and they do this whole like you know a bunch of edit- It's edited really really well the same as searching where it's like intercut with like snapchat footage and all this sort of stuff and she's drinking and w- w- whatever else um and then she goes to pick up her mom and her partner from the airport none of them turn up she rings the the hotel where they were staying at their bags are still there um he's he's uh like they never checked out they never come back so then she has to try and figure out she tries and calls the american embassy there they're like oh there's only so much we can do because you know legal reasons fbi doesn't have jurisdiction here etc etc gotta fill out this form so then she still takes it upon herself and uh the way she goes about it is Uh, she basically looks up a um, what would you call it like one of those apps where you can get people to do small jobs like pay people to just like clean your house and you know like little sort of jobs she looks up the equivalent for for i can't remember what country they go to i can't remember anyway they um looks it up for there, like contact someone there um and begins like calling this dude and like paying, and like hey can you go to this hotel and try and get the security footage hey can you like do this so she's got someone on the ground floor that she's like sort of calling and contacting and uh, and, and meanwhile she's you know google maps stuff and tr- trying to work out how the to the password for her mom's gmail so she can get in and try and see uh where they've checked in and all this sort of stuff it's it's really good i feel like if you like smart thrillers um the way it, everything sort of comes together i feel like is very like it's a it's a yeah it's a crowd-pleasing thriller that would have been a lot better to watch with a larger audience i feel (laughs) because it was me and like one other person in the cinema uh when i watched it but i can imagine watching this with a a larger audience sort of thing and people like sort of like cheering and like not at at certain stages as she sort of clicks onto and discovers things and has these moments and whatever else but um yeah it's it's Really good. I enjoyed it. I would suggest watching it. I'd also suggest watching Searching because that is also very good.
2: All right. Uh, and then you've watched the first couple of episodes of the upcoming Stan series Lucky Hank, starring Bob Odenkirk.
0: Um, Lucky Hank. So Lucky Hank is the uh, new series starring Bob Odenkirk, where he plays a. Um, he's at a um, what do you call it? Like a yeah, American college or whatever. He's like the head of the. It gets it, you start getting into all these like American terminologies and stuff about the <laughs> college system which of course sort of goes over over my head here in Australia but it's like he's there he's the head of this certain section and um he sort of hates his job and that's very evident from from the start he's a he's someone who wrote one book that was a not a hit but like it was successful enough that people said he was a really good writer um you get in the first two episodes that I've watched the the idea that he's um he's dad was a like much more successful writer, or um who like doesn't really talk to him at all and he's had like a really bad relationship with his um dad throughout that he has a bad relationship with his daughter at the time time um he's a bit of a grump but not in the way that like he's a curmudgeon it's just like you i can see the series going forward and like him just making decisions that are going to work out well for him like there's a he, there's a part in the first episode where he thinks he's going to get fired, and he's like sort of happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he's sort of just over, sort of over it. Um, but the first episode and what you see in the trailer that sort of spurs the events, I guess, as they start is that um, he's doing a creative writing class or whatever, and he basically tells this kid that everyone here sucks and um, no one here is ever going to grow up to be like a, a really great like he, he crushes everyone's dreams and then of course they'll start tweeting about it and then parents are like asking for him to be removed from the school and all this sort of stuff uh meanwhile by the time you get to the second episode um they've got uh his uh his uh, like a like a, fr- a friend he had from college or whatever back from his day when he was uh like writing his first book and some dudes writing books that dude's gone on to be a lot more successful and he's like coming to speak at his college and they have a whole like sort of back forth relationship because he's sort of jealous of him or he thinks other dudes uh like making fun of him for still working here and all these sorts of stuff it's really good it's 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 a dramedy like it's funny but like it's a comedy drama like there's the the combination of things um all the characters are really good uh you've got basically the main groups would be so you've got bob uh, Bobo is obviously a main character um you've got his wife as well who's she's very much the opposite of him it seems like she's very like looks for the best in every scenario she's like sort of i think she works at a um a high school i guess or whatever younger kids um and she's got her own issues that she's do- dealing with there so there's like a crossover with both of them dealing with issues at schools at different age groups and stuff like that um his daughter uh well their daughter who's just got a fucking idiot of a boyfriend who of course they don't like but that's a whole thing uh and then you've got the group of uh writing teachers that's part of the department that Bob Odenkirk's character is in charge of I think there's like five of them there um a bunch of them are quite funny I if I can remember the actress's name I'd call them out but one of them's just like kits nothing but zingers of smart ass remarks which i quite enjoyed um but like the, you know some of them do like po- po- uh, po- poem classes or whatever you want to call that and other ones do different sorts of creative writing classes and these sorts of things um and then you've got the principal or the dean oh, d- the dean i guess is whatever the fuck they it. so this is where we get into the whole terminology thing but the dean of the college or whatever and that sort of stuff so um i really enjoyed it uh obviously i really i'm a bit of a i don't know i really like Bob Odenkirk. of course he's in my favorite show of all time so i was looking forward to watching this nonetheless but um yeah i think it's very funny i like the direction that the the show's heading i like all the characters so far i like the the mix of the like the unsolved issues between both him his family being his dad that's being into that then also causing issues between him and his like daughter like which isn't like a new story like obviously that's done in a lot of shows that sort of unsolved trauma affecting and stuff like that unsolved trauma between his years of not thinking uh, thinking he could have been a much more successful rider and all these sort of things but then mixing that with the the comedy of the show and uh is, is quite good so um yeah i'm keen to watch more i think you would like it as well if you want me to i think you would enjoy
2: it yeah uh, i'm being keen to check it out when it uh launches on stan that's a good question i should probably check that as well i think Thomas. it's next week yeah, look, launching uh, 20th of March on Stan. So, yeah, I look forward to checking that out. Uh, speaking of Stan, I've finished watching uh, PokerFace, a series created by Ryan Johnson starring Natasha Lyonne, which plays Charlie Kale, uh, a casino worker who is on the run after becoming entangled in a bunch of mysterious deaths. Uh, it's still definitely a case-by-case, case-of-the-week show. Um, yeah, just the formula of it is so perfect and so like brilliantly refined each episode uh of course each episode is kind of elevated by these fantastic guest stars like uh joseph gordon lovett or uh ellen barker or or tim blake nelson uh nick nolte cherry jones yeah so many great guest stars throughout the season um of course charlie has this innate ability to detect lies um and they find lots of different creative ways to utilize that throughout the season. Um, yeah. Just a fantastic show. This season finale uh, is a brilliant wrap up to the season um, plays around with the formula of the show a little bit, uh, but then kind of leaves it on the note that clearly sets up a season two, um, which I'm looking forward to. Cause you know, it's a good time. Each episode is like its own fun little movie that you can enjoy, yeah. you know,
0: I'm very keen to... It's just,
2: I just, You're only like it's two a, episodes in, right?
0: Yes, yeah, it's, because it's a, it's a fun show and I keep like... Be, I, I watch an episode... I'll like, like, oh, I'm too episode. depressed. No, no. Like as I'm in I was like...
2: Much, or I'm having too no, much fun. I don't no, want
0: No, <laughs> No, as in a fun show, as in I'm watching it just for enjoyment compared to... I've got all this fucking like screening stuff like Lucky Hank's sitting there and I'm like, I should probably watch that instead. Oh, okay. That sort of thing. It's a choice. It's not an uh, obligated choice. And obligated, yeah. Yeah.
2: Uh, yeah, so, you know, it's fantastic and especially fantastic yeah, the entire season. Um,
0: the second episode I did watch the other day it was fucking fantastic,
2: though. There you, you go. <laughs> right. a guest I, I need you to episode. get to the barbecue one because you know, there's a hilarious joke in there that, you know, I know you'll very <laughs> much <get>. appreciate. <laughs>
0: I'll get there.
2: Eventually. Uh, yeah. So there's that. I uh, also watch The Kid Detective. So this is a. You know, uh, a murder? No, like a mystery film starring Adam Brody as a like one of those classic kid detectives who, like, you know, would solve like childhood mysteries, like who stole the the lunch money from this kid or whatever. Um, yeah, it's those books. Nancy are, Drew. Yeah, Nancy Drew esque character. The
0: Dudley Twins. No, wait, that's the wrestlers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> whatever they're called. Those those, yes. those twins or whatever.
2: Yeah. So he grows up and is still trying to be a detective. Um, but it, it's, you know, it's it's a formula we've kind of seen a, a few different iterations of recently. Uh, but yeah, I think Adam Brody is really enjoyable. I think the mystery that the, he's trying to solve of this, it, of course, classic thing, you know, he does, has all these like very small crimes that he's trying to solve. Uh, and then somebody comes to him with a murder to try and solve. So uh, him using his like kid like tactics, I guess, or small like uh, small detective ideas to try and solve a murder is interesting. Um, but he's also like haunted by uh, his former secretary got kidnapped as he was a kid, and that kind of was the pivoting point of his whole life. Like uh, this one mystery. That is this he's a TV series mentioned. or a no? This is a, a movie. film. Yeah. okay. So I thought it was really enjoyable. It's like a like ninety minute like thing. Uh, Adam Brody I think you know very good uh, and lots of uh yeah the mystery is is uh enjoyable and it has a pay a satisfying payoff in the end so all right that's everything in our watched history but now we need to talk about the the big film event this week the 95th Academy Awards uh Dylan did you watch the did you watch the ceremony
0: no I've only watched the highlights I'm some time
2: uh, overall, I think the ceremony was pretty solid, you know, um, I, I, assume you would have issues with it because it hit your number one, it, it did your, it, uh, didn't take your number one request in it, in, uh, on board of last week of like not mentioning last, the events of last year's Academy Awards at all, uh, featured very prominently throughout, uh, Jimmy Camille's monologue. Um,
0: I oh, watched that. Let me, I'll tell you right now, that monologue sucked.
2: I mean, it was a Jimmy Kimmel monologue. You know, yep. I think it was it, it. definitely there was the element of it being very safe, like for the most part, like uh, lots of like similar, you know, award show jokes that we've seen before. Oh, the show is running overtime. Let's uh let's pick things up. You know, lots of lots of jokes about not wanting to waste time, but then you know, wasting time by telling the jokes about not wasting time. Um, but yeah, obviously a night. That's all, you know, everything, everywhere, all at once, crowned as uh, Best feature with a bunch of different wins, um, lots of uh, beautiful speeches, uh, seeing the Daniels on stage, crazy. <laughs> they won three awards last night amongst themselves. Uh, yeah, I, you know, very satisfying end of the season. What did you think of uh, the Academy Awards this year, Dylan?
0: um yeah i didn't like the from what i saw i thought the show was pretty average um as a show uh the award winners were mostly like i have no complaints about the majority of them my main hang-up is going to be the supporting actress not which we can get to in a minute if you want but that um that'd be my main sort of problem um but yeah the, the the show itself is just it was driving up more from all i I watched like half an hour of my lunch break and then i watched some clips like while i was at work at different points and come off one point i open it and i see fucking jimmy kimmel just like harassing um kamala
2: so yeah um i mean i must admit it's it's very funny him asking her if she thinks harry styles spit on chris Pine, or chris bine spit on chris harry styles yeah The most ridiculous question possible. That
0: woman did not get. what, she got shot in the face. Yeah. Right. She's for world peace. She's a icon for women's rights around the world and countries where they're still stoned to death. But did Harry? She's getting asked about Chris Pine. No, it was (laughs) it was it was was fucking cringy. I I mean, it was cringy
2: like that whole segment. I mean. I hated it. I mean, it wasn't timed out perfectly because obviously they had to redo the stage so they could have Rihanna uh, perform. Um, I'm not going to say
0: I hate everything that, like, I don't, it's not like I hate f- fun bits. Elizabeth Banks up there with Cocaine Bear. Funny.
2: Yeah. That was probably Funny. the most memorable presenting spot of the night.
0: Having Cocaine Bear then come down and,
2: Continuing, fucking, like, and over, continue, like, overrun the joint. Yeah.
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> fucking. You know. Yeah. That that was disappointing. Uh, I will say the other, like, pair that, like, was super memorable was, like, Michael B. Jordan and Jonathan Majors. Just because, yeah. you know, they've got a presence about them, you know? Mm. They're bros, you know? Mm. Of course, they're coming off this hit movie <laughs> that's out in theaters at the moment, so that helps as well. I also love the running theme of throughout the- I don't know if you would have picked this up, but they had like, a running theme of, of, like, the history of filmmaking. Like, obviously, with that segment, they, like- brought out, like, an old-school movie camera and showed, like, talked about how they they used to do cinematography back in the old days, and, like, when they were doing the film editing, they would have in the background someone, like, film, like, cutting actual film, whereas opposed to somebody, like, sitting in front of a bunch of monitors editing now. So I thought that was, like, a nice touch. Um, Stage-wise, I think it was a a pretty solid stage, you know. Uh, Mm. Even though, you know, I think last year we liked the table elements, or, like, kind of right lower stage I can't remember we enjoyed the stage other than you know will Smith being at the center of everything um <laughs> but yeah I thought it you know very classic stage um yeah let's see, let's get into the winners I think I we'll say right off the top they started with animated feature <laughs> which is an interesting first award uh it's will you know Dwayne, I know it was a joke about not wasting time, but Dwayne Johnson making a big spiel about how, you know, important animation is to cinema, I think was a like a, re- responding to some of the backlash from last year. Uh, so that was nice. And obviously, Guillermo winning the award, unsurprising everybody else. Uh, I think the fir- big first surprise of the night was Jamie Lee Curtis winning Best Supporting Actress. Um, setting the tone for the rest of the night of, of everything everywhere, ever, all at once is going to win everything pretty much. Um, I think they assuaged any doubt that it was going to win the categories it was favoured in.
0: Yeah, I mean, I saw some some people on Twitter thinking that um, after All Quiet and the Western Front was coming in that that was going to be a, a sneak I mean, yeah, it was.
2: <laughs> there was some fear growing in like, oh wow, is this movie going to come out, out over the top? Mm. But I think it was more just the placement of it, all their wins were kind of bunched together. <laughs> uh, not to say that they they definitely were the surprise winners of many, a, a few categories. Like, I don't think anybody was suspected they were going to win score or production design. No. So. But yeah, you but didn't like they, Jamie Lidicotas winning?
0: Why? No, I, I, nothing is it. Inset-
2: Jamie
0: <clears throat> Um, I wanted Stephanie
2: to win is my. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's your big thing. But, you know. Yeah. They've been, it's against Jamie, Jamie, Jamie Again, Likotis. it's a industry veteran thing, you know? Yeah. It's no. Our finally our chance to give an award to Jamie Curtis has been in like, <clears throat> the thing for decades. Yeah. Before, I'm, also, I'm so you know, who would have guessed Halloween's hands would be mentioned during the Oscar telecast? <laughs> so many weird things they'd mentioned when they're walking up on stage. <laughs> factoids. Yeah, yeah. I know you gotta That's kill space, one, but, but-
0: um, but, yeah, I mean, like, she's... It's nothing... Like, I like Jamie Lee Curtis, nothing against her. And she's been, like, a bit... Vi- she's a very vocal supporter for the movie and, like, everyone in it outside of herself, so... But Do you think I, that's I, what I it think, was?
2: Like, because she's kind of weirdly become the face of that movie?
0: <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't know. It's weird, because she's one of other places, too, so...
2: Yeah. um, don't, I mean, she what, gives a great performance as well, like, but it's not yeah, it's as... Yeah, like
0: it's not like her performance isn't bad. It's, it's not as showy as,
2: like... Stephanie's is.
0: I don't think Stephanie's even- Like, Stephanie's is- Like- No, hold on. on. Jamie Lee Curtis is fucking
2: showy. (laughs) Yeah, I guess, yeah.
0: Stephanie's is both showy at times, but then highly emotional at others when she's- I mean, hers is-
2: I think Jamie Lee Curtis- I mean, because Jamie Lee Curtis isn't directly tied into the family, it's like, isn't as emotional, but, you know, there's an emotional stuff. Like, everybody just loves that Hot Dog Fingers- world. No, wrong. That's what it's definitely should have won,
0: not only for that scene where she marches down the corridor, but then also bringing the movie home with that scene with her mum. I mean, she the had the best clip
2: that they use. <laughs> mm. So, I will say, thank you for bringing back the clips. You know, I feel like it mm. always builds the, yeah, yeah builds the anticipation and like, especially for some of us who haven't caught everything. It's like, although, I, you know, they picked the most spoilery parts of the movie, <laughs>
0: They usually do, so it's lucky I didn't watch it all because. Oh, I mean, to be fair, I don't know if I ever watch Banshees of Inisherin anymore. I didn't win any awards, so it must be a shit movie. I mean,
2: if,
0: yeah. you're lost. Also, is, <laughs> it, is this a, is this the first year that the Explosion Network's best movie won uh, Academy Award for Best Picture?
2: I think so, off the top yeah. of my head. Uh, uh, no. Yeah, actual
0: factoid trivia, therefore.
2: Yeah, I mean, does. We all suspected everything, everywhere. All at once would win. Did it, do? You, did it take away some of the surprise of the show? Like you're like, oh, everything. Ev-. No,
0: I, we. I wanted it to win, but I wasn't. I actually wasn't. Maybe as dead set
2: as you. Well, yeah, because you put Fablemans as your prediction. So yeah, well, yeah,
0: <laughs> exactly. So I was like, I was happy it won, but I, yeah. I still. Maybe I should get past this because the, uh, the Oscars definitely has shown in the last few years that it's it's not voting like between this, Coda, Parasite. Like, there's a few like sort of wildcard winners recently. Um, shape of Water. That, yeah, Shape of Water. So yeah, but me picking like thinking Firewoman definitely comes from a the 90 plus Old years school, prior yeah. to that of that's that's the movie the Oscars would have as best
2: picture. Uh, yeah. So you know, great speech from Jamie Lee Curtis. Of course, Ki Kwan went up. Uh, I'm surprised he was surprised that he won. <laughs> um, that was he just gets up stage and he goes
0: another one.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can't believe I swept. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't think I can't there's any award that you didn't win. Um, yeah. yeah, that was really beautiful. Uh, also, really cool to see Joy Cote and you know, I think they obviously. Um, because of Will Smith not being able to appear, uh, they had to switch up the tradition of, like, the previous winners, like, presenting the award. So they, like, did the pairings, uh, which probably worked because, you know, Ariadne and Du Bois with Troy Kotzeb would probably, you know, not to say Troy Kotzeb couldn't have presented an award by himself, but I think having somebody to bounce off with helped as well. And, like, it was a little bit weird that there were a few, like, the presenters stayed on stage and, like, you know. Uh, but I'm sure that's, like, a time-cutting thing as well. Yeah. Um, Shout out to Harrison Ford Harrison Ford, like a pick! Star of Shrinking uh, That's what he's known for uh, Presenting Best Picture um, Yeah I guess, yeah, are you surprised All Quiet on the Western Front was The surprise packet, picking up four awards
0: No, it's a really good fucking movie Oh uh, yeah,
2: well it's not My a, mistake, no way, to I forgot
0: that you yeah <laughs> like it's it is i know we i think i t- said this on the the episode we called with the predictions and stuff but it was it's just weird to me as someone who like watched it and then it was only i swear in the last couple months everyone's like man this movie pretty fucking good hey eh? <laughs> it seems to have <laughs> very much been this year's most unwatched or like like the, the movie that was nominated that most people were watching and going oh that's cool like this best pitch nominee is actually good. Hey, like everyone, all the other movies I feel like most people had watched or like had heard about or whatever, all quite just seemed to be the one that maybe because it just randomly appeared on Netflix and it was like, ah, it's another war movie.
2: Yeah. It didn't get the big push, at least at launch mm. that you would expect Netflix to have for like an Oscar contender. Uh, yeah.
0: I don't think they so, realized what they had to be fair. Yeah,
2: that's, like, that's the key. They didn't realize what yeah. they had until they saw the, critical response, and then they kind of, like... Do you know? Obviously, they took advantage of realising what they had and were able to uh, yeah. turn it into four Oscars. So. Um, but yes, I'm very surprised they won for score again. Um, you know, Rip Babylon. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then production design as well. I think that was very surprising. Uh, rip I think- Babylon. Uh, also, surprising, Ruth Carter winning for Black Panther. I think, you know, Rip Babylon. I mean, that was a very strong category as well. So, um.
0: I'm actually pissed Babylon didn't, <laughs> didn't win any of those. Like a legit, like I, it's not even a meme at this point. Like I, I'm sort of turning Babylon into one of my memes. Movies that like, it'll, it'll, it'll go along with my my call for uh, Ray on, and yeah. fucking Bayonetta three and whatever. Can you else believe she didn't is, win
2: awards last night.
0: Crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, all these things that become sort of jokes around me on these shows and whatever else but legitimately I do believe it is bullshit that it didn't win any at least one creative award the fact it didn't win score is fucked <laughs> people need to open their ears up yeah,
2: they love the tones of all white quiet on the western front yeah yeah sounded too much like La La Land so you yeah. know It's like copy paste.
0: (laughs) 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 I'm watching. I'm watching behind the scenes feature. Right, they're talking about how in the costumes, fun fact, right, for Babylon, that they, um, like, they would, uh, old mate, would still wear socks suspenders, even though you couldn't see them in the movie, because the costume designer put so much effort into making older costumes authentic. Mm. That's an Oscar-winning decision. Apparently not. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know? Real Oscar winners you know, know that you don't need to do that. <laughs> they had
0: a real snake on set for the snake scene.
2: But I don't think there's any animal handling Ask Oscars. So.
0: Maybe there should be. <laughs> Maybe there should be.
2: Right? I mean, there should be a stunts category at the very least. But um, There should be a stunts category, yes. Yeah. Uh, Neville Nee won for best uh, documentary. Yeah, surprising. Surprising. I mean, um, very good documentary for that one. It thing. is a very good documentary. Again, if maybe it's again, it's a time and place element as well. Like, obviously, fuck Russia. Fuck Russia <laughs> still, <Yeah. laughs> like you know, this, you know, this like, we will not
0: allow your uh, opposition what's old name? Yeah, what's his that fucker? Mental saying <laughs> we'll not allow um, old mate to come do a speech on here, and you know, Javinsky. Yeah yeah Levinsky I can't remember his first name yeah. um last name. yeah uh the what we will not allowed to do that but we'll give the award to Neverlandy Never Neverlandy Never so we're sort of like fuck Russia secretly <laughs>
2: <laughs> prominently yeah, yeah that was uh, very sweet cuz obviously he's still being held in prison so uh, yeah uh so that was cool uh do you see the uh the moment with the best uh, live-action short winners? Uh, no, I didn't. So, the obviously, it's about- I saw the
0: winners, but I didn't see the moment, if there's a moment.
2: Yeah. So, yeah, they got uh, the Academy to sing happy birthday to the lead actor who's got Down syndrome. So, that was a very- Because um... it was his birthday, and everybody joined nice. in. I thought it would be crazy. Did, they get, did they get the rights for that, or? I think that's currently in the public domain now. Holy That's shit. That happened no, in the no last few, okay. like, several years, yeah. Missed that memo. Uh, so that was very sweet. Uh, what What are the key moments? Uh, did you see the musical performances?
0: Uh, some of them.
2: Rihanna, Lady Gaga. Poor uh, Lady Gaga was fantastic, even though was very stripped yeah. down and toned down. Like, uh, Didn't start off like this massive ballad, but slowly built into it very good. Out of the performances mm. I think she's probably top you know mm. um, seeing RRR. list actually hearing that applause song from the Diane Warren movie that nobody watched I feel like they messed up they should have had the turning red song in there the boy band song that would have been a cool performance uh, and then you've got Natu Natu, which obviously won the award yeah but they got a bunch of white people on stage doing the dance. Yep. Which, I haven't seen the movie, but, and I know it's at a British wedding, but I feel like this is a missed opportunity.
0: Let's look it up now. Let's solve this once and for all. Naruto, to scene. am sure someone's ripped it and put it on YouTube. Now there's white people here. It's fine.
2: Yeah, it seems like there's a lot of white people in this. <laughs> So, I don't know. It's also some people upset, like, because it was an opportunity to showcase, like, Southeast Asian performers, but then it's a bunch of white people.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I I would agree with that still. Like, so, yeah, the scene does have white people in it, (laughs) but the, yeah, I would agree that even then it's like, well, maybe just for the sake of the, for the sake of the show to showcase and give people an opportunity to showcase that, whatever that style of dancing is, like, uh, whatever. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, just, yeah. All
2: right. Uh, Yeah. That's all I can think about. Any other takeaways from the Academy Awards? Um, oh, The Whale. Nah. Obviously, uh, Brennan Fraser oh, yeah. winning. Brennan Fraser, I yeah. think, uh, really sweet moments. Uh, because obviously, Brennan Fraser, really enjoyable. The Makeup win? Uh, Interesting because as they're going up on stage, you're like, "Oh, this is the first film in which they did the did makeup digitally, so he didn't have to have stuff on his face to give his performance correctly." And my mind is going, "That sounds like it vi- should be awarded for visual effects, not for makeup." Yes. So that that was a a weird one, but uh, yeah, seeing the internet like really not liking that movie, <laughs> and yet, yeah, somehow I mean- it was winning. Yeah. I still have Someone who hasn't it, watched it,
0: it, yeah. Yeah, neither of us have watched it. But it's it's interesting that we went through such a, a long period of uh it was it was running high. At least I didn't see anyone shit talk it on Twitter, and then now that more people have started watching it, some people aren't loving it, so
2: Yeah. That was interesting. Of course, you know, Michelle Yao giving a fantastic speech, is the winner, the best actress. Um the whole Andrea Pro thing seems kind of like a mute point, really. Like, it was so unincidental. She's like on screen for like 20 seconds as they show a clip for two Leslie, but I'm sure that proved to be a very uh, financially good move for that film. Um, and yeah, just the Daniels going up on stage, fantastic. Sarah Polly gave a great speech for winning for Women Talking, which was well-deserved, um, yeah and calling out the academy for not rewarding or nominating more women in the different categories. Um but yeah, I thought, you know, good ceremony overall. Uneventful, <laughs> you know? I think it was a very average from what I saw. I mean, it it did end with the classic joke of uh how many Oscars without incident one now. So, yeah. Yeah. Which I think it might be a callback to the year uh, uh, when Kimmel Did it after the La La Land one, which would be kind of amusing.
0: Yeah, so Jimmy Kimmel not only fucks over La La Land, but then fucks over (laughs) the other one. What's this motherfucker got against Damien Chazelle? I don't think he had anything to do with that I think he does. I think that's a conspiracy theory, now that you've mentioned that. (laughs) Okay. Who's the connecting fabric? Jimmy Kimmel.
2: (laughs) What about the actual Academy itself? No. Just the, didn't, like the uh Lowland definitely won awards though.
0: Oh, you know what it didn't win? Best picture.
2: Oh, okay. <laughs>
0: Jimmy Kimball's like, Oh, I'm gonna fuck with him, make him read out the wrong one just to fuck with that movie. To make to to, to, to make Damien think that he's won something and he hasn't. And then when he comes back this year, he's like, I'm gonna make sure that they don't win any awards.
2: Fucking also, Giselle. as as usual, people were upset that certain people were left off the in memoriam section. Yeah, it was a
0: bit weird. There was that actress that died from, uh, from Triangle from, Yeah, that's the one I've seen called out the most, which is very weird considering that was a nominated movie. Yeah. Know. I know that I know that I I understand that you can't put every actor and actress and that in the in the industry in the immemorium in in memoriam but having someone who has been called out as one of the best performances the last year in an Oscar nominated film left off is odd. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It, it. I would definitely be interested to see how they. How they pick who's in that immemorium segment, mm. like how they break it down and figure it out. Yeah, because uh, a few people upset about certain people being left out, but it's like, it's like you know, the songs are only so long. You know, and you can't do like a 10, 20 minute segment. Um. Also, they had this weird thing throughout the entire ceremony where they would like, when they jump to the ad break, they're like, scan this TV with the QR code so you can check out uh internet interviews with all the nominees. Um, was, yeah, yeah that was weird. Mm. so dylan it's very important uh of course uh the results of the predictions the oscar predictions did you just uh, suddenly remember this <laughs> <Just> yeah like, <laughs> <laughs> fuck
0: uh it. here's the results babylon should have won and the rest of the categories are fucked
2: so dylan yeah. uh third place yeah 10 out Good. of the 23 categories top three uh, Top, top three, you know, it's got, I mean, (laughs) you dropped down because, you know, last year you were top two. So, I mean,
0: yeah, I mean, yeah. All right.
2: Yeah. Uh, And then, you know, Buddy, who famously drew with me a previous uh, predictions episode, 11 out of 23, Uh, trailing me with 14 out of 23. Buddy, if you're listening, if you come for the king, you better not miss.
1: G. Snoop
2: Dogg. Uh, yeah, so that's the Academy Awards. Uh, only other piece of news that I wanted to kind of touch on uh, because obviously it's a massive success. Creed already broke ground for Amazon with the latest installment in the MGM movie franchise, Creed 3, racking up $100 million plus global opening, setting a box office record for the tech giant. Now, Creed could spawn an Amazon universe spanning both film and TV. There have been cre- meetings with franchise star and filmmaker Michael B. Jordan about v- various Creed-related projects for the past year. Uh, the plans for the scope of the universe have gotten bolder in the wake of Creed 3's big debut. Uh, details are sketchy because some of the conversations are still in exploratory stages, but we hear that an animated series connected to the Rocky IP uh, is in the works and their ideas for a companion live-action series. Also percolating is the Potential project centering on Adonis Creed's daughter, Amara, who was played by deaf actress Myla Mila Davis-Kent in Creed 3, making her film acting debut. Dylan, do you want to see a Creed expanded universe?
0: It's on my list of things that I wanted, but I'm not against it. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's not, I wasn't up at night going, you know what? Fucking a Creed anime. <laughs> so, you know? Um i i think i think if done right it could be good i think if if you, you have the potential to, to tell these more short you can tell these like more action-packed sort of stories and more of a fun vibe you can set up yep. sort of more larger than life villains uh introduced into the creed verse probably set them between the second and third movie if you was to pick a a time period that would make sense i i feel like that would be a good place to to make that show yep. um what was her name? Amara. Yes. Yeah. Um, that obviously, since you know, reading off the news story, that's what i was sort of hinting at now, spoiler cast or whatever else. Obviously, the or our thoughts on the last episode, the, the idea of the the franchise continuing with that character makes perfect sense to me, and I'm I'm all for that. I think having the franchise continue with even with Michael B. Jordan in it, but he's got a limited role. Yeah. He's a writer, director. He's, his character's still in it, but as just the father figure, but with uh, I'm um, like the idea of a, a yeah, that, that's such a just different direction for the franchise with someone getting into that in itself, really is like some daredevil shit <laughs> without sounding weird. Like, it's like, yeah, imagine like, yeah, really, like she, she becomes this kick ass boxer. Um, you gotta, so now it's a female lead, uh, person of color female lead with a who's death, yeah, like that's like how do you that, do that how yeah. do you do that that in itself is super interesting but also just takes the franchise in a, in a whole new direction i feel like and um you take the franchise in the direction of women's women's side of the sport and that introduces all these different stories and stuff you could do around like how what's it like to be a, a female in the the boxing world compared to the the very much autistic male centric side that yeah, we've had and not million for the, baby yeah not million and not million dollar baby so um i feel that i'm totally down for i think like that makes total sense to me and uh, it's cool the the animated show with the anime influence didn't need it i could see it working yeah but yeah i would set it between two and three and just introduce a bunch of random villains and like fights that he had and because it it doesn't matter you can fit there's enough gap there you can do whatever you want like
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, it it makes sense. Also, I feel like an animated show would work more for Michael B. Jordan because he doesn't need to work out and try and be yeah. Creed. Um, yeah, exactly. So that probably helps. Um, I guess it really depends if they wanted to do a if they want to make a Creed Four, which I suspect they probably do want to. Uh, but then you could set it after after Creed Three, and like,
0: I don't think so. You know. I think I don't think his character keeps. Like his character is meant to be retired,
2: right? Yeah, but you know
0: he comes out of retirement for Creed Three for a certain. For I mean, then you a, open a up for reason. the
2: redemption story of you know. I don't think he
0: needs a redemption that, story.
2: Yeah.
0: I don't. That's what I, I I would say between two and three. I mean, that makes the most
2: sense because you know you you see the you could see the actual rise of him to become the one of the greatest boxers of all time. Which you yeah. just get kind of told throughout this that he bought Yeah, and that. you
0: can just invent like more wild
2: characters that would fit in. And then you could also an look more space. at Bianca's story as well. Like,
0: yeah. Music stuff.
2: Yeah. I think, yeah, there's a lot of different possibilities to explore there. Yeah. I think the Amara idea is. Uh, yeah. They definitely can't hint heavily at it towards the end of the film. Um, and that would be a very interesting direction to go. Uh Especially, I don't think it would be a film. I think as a TV series, it would work uh, very well. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. That, interesting uh, direction and obviously big win for that. I forgot. This is technically an Amazon series, I guess, because they own MGM. <laughs> uh, but cool. as well, yeah, so. Uh, all right. Let's move into some thumbs for trailers. Of course, you can find all the trailers that we're going to talk about this week in the show notes below or over at explosion.com. Uh, where this podcast is hosted. <laughs> uh, first trailer for this week, No Hard Feelings, directed by Gene Stupnitsky, uh, starring Jennifer Lawrence, Andrew Barth Feldman, Matthew Broderick, Laura Benanti, uh, Natalie Morales, Scott MacArthur, and Yvonne moss Bacharach. A delivery driver, desperate for cash, except a Craigslist ad, from a couple seeking someone to date their painfully awkward teenage son. Dylan, what do you think of the trailer for? No, hard feelings.
0: Um, I'm going one up, one down. I feel like there's some in this that seems fun. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence doing sort of the physical comedy aspect of her getting punched in the throat is quite amusing to me. Um, but there's also just a weird, the weirdness of like her trying to just, fuck this 19 year old for her for, because the parents are like you know this kid's like just in his shell uh he's just a bit of a nerd so he needs to be fucked by a hot chick to get to get out like there's an element of like weirdness around that as a um like that being the the story hopefully there's more to it than that and that's not actually where the guy's not hinted that obviously there's a part in there where she's like he's just such a sweet guy and all that i do know like so i i, I feel yeah. like obviously that's not the, but it's just the way the trailer comes across it's just like sort of like fucking nerd like <laughs> <some, laughs> you get fucked by a hot chick and oh, all your life problems are solved Solves, and, yeah yeah and you'll you'll be fine um yeah so i'll, I'll go one up one dance simply because i feel like it could be fun to watch lawrence in that role because that part at the end did make me laugh out loud that was the only part of the trial that i thought was quite funny just the him like fuck you Slam. <laughs> i thought that was quite funny so um yeah what do you think
2: yeah, I give it one up, one down as well. I think it you know, it's 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 very rough at times. Um, of course the premise kind of reminds me of that the, the rom com value to launch with I think it's McConaughey, Kate Hudson, mm. off the top of my head. Like where he's a, right. yeah. he's a dude who, you know hasn't got his life together or whatever, and she comes in and tries to get him to pull his shit together. Mm. Uh Is it McConaughey? Because it's isn't that how to lose a guy in 10 days? Hold on. I'm fucking... That's launch. It is Mohonahe. Okay. Maybe they paired up multiple. Sarah Jessica Parker, Hudson?
0: Matthew Mahanahei, no, Sarah, Sarah pa- Jessica Bar- yeah, and Zoe Dushanel. So it's Sarah Jessica Parker. Bradley Cooper's also apparently in it. Oh, I interesting. I and Kathy Bates.
2: Uh, Bates. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think that's... The scene that got me to laugh each time is her <laughs> driving the car. How many times you watch this? Huh? How many times you watch this? <laughs> like twice.
0: Okay, you're like, the thing that got made me laugh every time. <laughs> I was like, it, how many it, times
2: you're watching this trailer? The, the two times I watched it is uh, her driving the car and the train's coming and like the just look in her face of uh, <laughs> abject terror. Uh, it's quite amusing. Uh, so, yeah. I, I, I liked uh, Good Boys, which was uh, the director's previous film.
0: Yeah, um, I, I never got around to watching that.
2: So. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, this is coming to cinemas on the 22nd of June. Next trailer for this week The Big Doll Prize, developed by David West Reed, starring Chris O'Dowd, Gabrielle Dennis, Damon Gupton, Joss Segarra, Sammy Floralis, Juliet Amara, Ali Mackie, Crystal R. Fox, and Jim Muskeman. A small town is forever changed when a mysterious machine appears, promising to reveal everyone's true potential. Soon, residents start changing jobs, rethinking relationships, and questioning long health beliefs. Dylan, what did you think of your trailer for this one?
0: Uh, one up, one down again. Solely like, I just—it was a weirdly paced trailer. I felt I was—I was waiting for the. I don't know, like I was waiting for some. I just—I didn't get a full idea of what the purpose of this show is, or what the idea of the show is. Like, it's—it seems to be uh like everyone's there's a machine magically shows up everyone in this town at least starts looking at the getting their these little cards that come out there and for some reason they start believing them but the part that i guess didn't work for me is there's no part in the trailer that says like why do people suddenly start believing this like a card shoots out and says you were meant to be a barista or whatever like that's your life why are they then suddenly like swerving their whole life uh, and then the whole trailer builds towards, of course, him Chris O'Dowd, um, like flipping over his own card at the end. And I guess the hint is he's meant to be a fucking motivational speaker or a teacher or some shit. I I don't know, like what the the thing was. But I I found the trailer a bit confusing. I'm not against the idea of the show, and I like Chris obviously. Um, so I'm I'm willing to like keep my ears and eyes open for more. But I'll go one up, one down for this trailer. Uh, I'll
2: go two thumbs up. I think it was a well put together the trailer. I think it has a lot of mystery around it. And maybe what isn't explained is the mystery of the show. And like, uh, mm. will it be explained in the pilot or, um, the first couple episodes, like explaining why everybody, I'm sure that showing people, uh, actually succeeding with the, what potentially they're supposed to have is something that works better when you actually show it in the show, rather than showing a snippet of it in a trailer um but yeah I, re- I thought it was really good and kind of Chris O'Dowd like fighting against the idea and like saying we can be whatever we want to be and like that's an interesting idea when you- there's a definitive answer apparently to what you should be <laughs> um yeah I thought there were a lot of funny jokes and like uh her- his mother like going on about her meant to be a healer and all this stuff and he's like Maybe it references how you're a doctor, the thing you do for a <laughs> <Yeah>, living.
0: <laughs> the thing you do for a living.
2: <laughs> yeah. So I think Chris O'Dowd, very funny, Um, seeing him in something again is really good. So this starts airing on Apple TV Plus on the- March 29th. Uh, next trailer, Paint, directed by Britt McAdams, uh, starring Owen Wilson, Michaela Watkins, Wendy McLendon, Covey, Kiara Renee, uh, Lucy Freya. Louisa Strass and Stephen Root, Carl Nagel, a local treasure with a soothing whisper of a voice, hosts his own painting show on Vermont public television. His art has attracted the attention of many women over the years, especially those who work at the station. However, when a new painter gets hired and is revo- to revitalize the channel, Carl's own fears regarding his talent as an artist are brought to the forefront. Dylan what'd you think trailer for Paint.
0: Uh, double thumbs down. I think this movie is very weird. I don't like anything about it. I found it. I find the whole Bob Ross like that. It's just it's odd. It's very very weird to like. It's one thing if you want to make the movie and like call paint and make it about a character that's inspired by Bob Ross and everything. That's fine. Why make him look so much like Bob Ross? Why make everything? Why make him soft spoken? Like, Bob? like there is so much that just screams. Bob Ross. And they're like, yeah, it's not Bob Ross. I'm like, yeah, but why the fuck are you making him look like Bob Ross then? Like it just it's weird. I'm gonna double thumbs down. I don't like it. Full stop. It's odd. Wow. It's odd. I'm not for it.
2: I, th- I think it's one up, one down. I think, you know, it's a rights issue. And we all know, you know, if you look into the history of what the Bob Rights Bob Ross writes, that's a thing. Um And also like just to chemically balance your brain and like, oh, it's a Bob Ross kind of character he looks like Bob Ross (laughs) so it's weird I mean it's an interesting idea and I think you know Owen Wilson does the Bob Ross thing very well and like uh the idea of him him getting uh having competition that kind of stuff I I think it's an interesting idea for a movie uh yeah this is one up, one down for me, but uh, I'm looking forward to checking it out. Uh, is coming to American Theatres on the 7th of April. There is no Australian real estate. Uh, okay. Next trailer, <laughs> Ghosted, directed by Dexter Fletcher, starring Chris Evans, Ana Diamas, Adrian Brody, Mike Moe, Tim Blake Nelson. Cole falls head over heels for enigmatic Sadie, but then makes the shocking discovery that she's a secret agent. Before they can decide on a second date, Cole and Sadie are swept away on an international adventure to save the world. Dylan, what did you think of the trailer for Ghosted? Um, I
0: don't know if there's a hot take, but I'm going to double thumbs up. I think this looks pretty fun. I'm going to completely double thumbs up. Poster, terrible. That was the thing I feel like I saw most people making fun of. Poster does look terrible. Uh, but the trailer, I like it. I'm down. I like Chris Evans being in this, like, it's a, the reverse thing, obviously, where it's usually the the usually be the girl and the guy, or whatever. Chris, Chris is now yep. the... Um, the love-struck, chasing this, this FBI, FBI, CIA, whatever she is around the world and all this sort of sure. stuff. Um, CIA, well, I don't know the difference. Uh, Anna De um, uh, looks great. Obviously she's pretty before. She's very good at playing these kick ass. Uh, I'd like just go watch James Bond again, obviously, uh, for, for that. And, um, it just looks fun. It looks like a good time. It just, these two have chemistry. We've seen that before. They've been in movies together. They're both really good movies separately and together. Um, It reminded me of, uh, fuck, I forgot the name of the movie for a second. It, it looks like Mr. and Mrs. Smith, but better. At least that's what. Wow.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, this two thumbs up for me as well. I think, uh, so the trailer dropped. Uh, I didn't know anything about it other than it was Chris Evans and Ana Uh oh. Start watching the trailer. And I'm like, oh, this is a romantic comedy. This, you know, classic romantic comedy. This guy's going to cross country. The Of course, the title of the f- thing is ghosted. He's being ghosted uh by this girl he went on a date with it's going to be this classic romantic comedy about her trying to find her understand why she did what she did and that kind of stuff and then uh it ends up being this action thriller. I feel like it's a the, the trailer is built to a pretty solid misdirect uh as to what it's going to be and I think the poster probably plays into that as well uh I don't think you could tell that it's meant to be an action film um no, yet- I,
0: and look, I I didn't know that either. So that's like this swerve got me. I saw I saw the I only watched the trailer the this morning. Um, I saw the poster go up on Twitter days ago. Whenever I was in Melbourne, and I saw everyone shit talking the trailer, and I was like, yeah, that's fair. This trailer <laughs> looks pretty like pretty bad. Uh, just like nothing about this trailer says anything about the movie. And yeah, I, I clicked play on the trailer, and I was like, okay, it's just a rom com with Anna De Armas and Chris Shaw. Sure, whatever. And then the swerve happened. I was like, all right, I'm down. (laughs) Yeah. That's pretty fun.
2: Yeah, it's fun. Uh, It's fun to see Chris Evans, like, kind of doing the roles, a role like he was doing previous to Captain America. It it definitely got that human torch, like, uh, his role in loses kind of energy. Um, Scott Pilgrim. Like, he's kind of sidekick. So, yeah. Uh, Yeah, I'm looking forward to this. So, this is coming to Apple TV Plus on 21st of April. Last trailer for this week, The Little Mermaid, directed by Rob Marshall, starring Hayley Berry, Jonah Hara king David Diggs, Aquafina, Jacob Tremblay, Javier Bardem, and Mosim McCarthy. Uh, the youngest of King Triton's daughters, Ariel, is a beautiful and spirited young mermaid with a thirst for adventure. Longing to find out more about the world beyond the sea, Ariel visits the surface and falls for the dashing Prince Eric. Following her heart, she makes a deal with the evil sea witch Ursula. To experience life on land. Uh, So this trailer was presented at the Academy Awards, which uh, drew a lot of ire because it was, uh, they literally brought out Hayley Berry and uh, Missile McCarthy as if they were going to be presented at the Academy Awards, but then they presented this trailer, um, which was also weird because at least when I was watching it live here in Australia, that was cut from the telecast. Like, the, there was uh, the Disney 100 logo came up on the screen, but then it went to commercial. So, whether, like, it was a commercial, but it was part of, uh, it was a commercial that they used as part of the telecast in at least the Ameri- uh, U.S., very interesting. But, yeah, the lot seen a lot of the commentary about uh, how that they shouldn't be doing it as part of the ceremony if they want to, like, debut ads like this, uh, trailers like this. Yeah. uh but dylan what do you think of trailer for the little mermaid
0: uh one up one down <laughs> one up one down uh looks like another disney live action which are you know hit and miss very very hit and miss i guess depending uh the thing that turned me off the most is the fucking crab cgi looks <laughs> fucking weird oh what's going on with that thing's eyes it's at some stage they're always crawling on land away what's going on there um but yeah i mean the i like the majority of the cast i think it looks fine but it still looks a bit too dark for my taste like it's just i mean like it's just (laughs) (laughs) you fuck off the the i remember watching the animated movie and obviously the water is like very blue and the um atlantis is this bright place and um like at least in my mind uh the movie is like very bright and colourful, and lanterns bright, colourful, all these sorts of things. The the only part that the part that's dark is when she heads on over to Ursula's um lair. Her section of yeah. the underwater obviously gets a bit more dark, and it's that whole very simple storytelling thing of like you know light, good, darkness bad guy sort of thing um i feel like that's just missing here because a lot of it looks the same especially like trailer opens dark night ship crash we go to the water still dark you know like it just feels a little bit too and I understand that's like well that's probably realistic because it would be dark in the ocean i'm like yeah but mermaids aren't but, real t- like <laughs> <is> it, so <laughs> yeah. like have a little bit of uh artistic uh license, license yeah, yeah. with the the way you're doing the
2: movie okay. so nope yeah. was set at night and that and you could see everything yeah yeah
0: exactly so
2: yeah, I agree. It's, like, one up, one down. Like, almost bordering on t- two down, thumbs down, I think. Um, yeah, just a lot of the, a lot of it just was, looks very uninteresting. Um, I don't know. Just, uh, them obviously trying to, re- like, them trying to recreate the shot of her, like, on the rock above the water, and, like, with the hair flick, just didn't really work for me. I'm, like, oh, this like a bit too, too desperate of an attempt. I don't know. Uh, just rubbed me the wrong way. Uh, I did enjoy, like, the tease of Ursula. Um, yeah. I don't know. I feel like they focused on all the wrong stuff. <laughs> the the least interesting stuff, like the romance elements and, like, her wanting to be... Well, I guess the her wanting to be out of the land is, like, an important element, but... Yeah. It, the most fantastical element of this is the world of the mermaids and that kind of stuff. And you're showcasing absolutely none of it, you know. All we've seen is her little small cave of stuff, a uh, bit of Triton, you know, Javier Bardem looking interesting. Uh, interesting. <laughs> you know? <laughs> uh, it looks odd with the massive white beard, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but, yeah. This is coming. This is a film. It's coming out. Uh and yeah you know, just just put up put up the brightness a bit. Yeah. It is a film. It is a film. Uh so yeah this is releasing in cinemas on the 25th of May 2023. Uh all right let's move to into this week's top 3
1: definitely in the top 3. Uh
2: this week's top 3 in honor of The Last of Us uh coming out I uh, top 3 video game TV adaptations we want. So uh yeah on the Now that, you know, Last of Us has broken the curse, what what do we think would actually be a good uh, video game TV series that they could do? Yeah. So, Dylan, what's your number three? I didn't give much criteria here, and obviously, (laughs) there are a lot of video game TV series and movies actually in the works. So, yeah.
0: Number three, I went with Sly Cooper, which was the thing that they were going to do at some stage, and then they died, and I still want to happen. (laughs) Um, Absolutely not really inspired by Last of Us, because this would be nothing like Last of Us, and would wouldn't be dark and serious and stuff. What and all that. I just want. I just think that I obviously Sly Cooper game series. I love a lot. I think it has a really interesting, lively world and all these characters and stuff. Netflix series, animation style, done well, and all that sort of stuff. I think it could be a. Um, it could be a great hit. I would still love to see that come
2: together. So
0: I'm going number three, Sly
2: Cooper. My number three, Hades. I think it's a, there's enough story there that uh, and an interesting enough world that would make it uh, a very interesting television series, whether it's in live action or animated. Um, How many times
0: in a TV series, if they did one, or like, does the main character die? Does the main character die? How many
2: runs does he do? Oh, so many. <laughs> Is it a montage or yeah. every episode he dies? <laughs> I mean, the first time he dies, there would be... and then. Every subsequent time would be a montage uh, until he builds up the thing. And then obviously his dad beats him down a bunch of times. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, I think the story there would be very interesting to see uh, pulled off in live action. I mean, you could just have him run escape from Hades, I guess the underworld in one run, uh, But yeah, that kind of takes away a little bit of the fun. And there's obviously that game is filled with a bunch of different characters and there's a bunch of different subplots and that kind of stuff that you could include. Lots of material there to make a TV series. So yeah, Hades is my number three. Dylan, what's your number two?
0: My number two is Bioshock. I forgot what I put on my list for a second. Number two, Bioshock. Um, I would do Bioshock as a TV series. I feel like, to be honest, most video games to be adapted well sort of just are going to fall in the line of tv series simply because they're just so much material there um like even like you know you look at like big long books sometimes i turn them into they struggle to adapt them well as far as like readers are concerned into a into a movie so but it's just so much in games like these games are 10 20 hours most of the time that we're talking about sometimes longer so it's how do you adapt that into a 90 minute movie it's nearly impossible um so i would go bioshock tv series there's enough areas there they could get at least a couple seasons out of it to be honest i feel like two seasons for the even the first i feel like if you rush through the story of the first you haven't played bioshock have you no 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 so i feel like if you rush through bioshock um you would lose a lot of the nuance um side characters side stories and all these sorts of things that you could do in my mind it'd be a perfect two series would be cool i mean maybe you could stretch it out to three i guess but two would be at least in my mind like an eight to ten episode two series would be perfect um you have the character come down of course the the first episode you could start prior because the game starts on a plane the plane crashes they find their way down to rapture is how it starts um i feel like if you was to do the show you would start i would actually start the episode with the character why they were on that boat you know you start them before the plane you do the whole plane you do the plane crash sequence they go down the rapture um but even then once you get down the rapture it's the discovery it's there's all there's all these different areas you've got the the rich area you've got like sort of the slumsy area. you've got the like these casino areas and all this these sorts of things then you've got the big daddies wandering around and the whole like the the scare factor behind them um all the way leading up to the 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 big finale which you know I wouldn't want to spoil in case they actually do turn it into a thing but
2: um I think BioShock would be really cool my number 2 Final Fantasy you know you've yeah, got so one? much material just any <laughs> start from okay. the beginning you know what a bullshit just some though. weird like thing with the you know Black crystals mage and the white mage <laughs> like, like yeah, crystals <laughs> you know uh, and then slowly work yourself up to, you know, just do a limited series each time. And then, like, you no. Know, and then the build, anticipation will kind of build for each uh, game.
0: You yeah. reckon you could tell an entire Final Fantasy
2: game story in one season of a show? I don't think necessarily one season, like, especially yeah. the further along. But uh, at least I mean, in the maybe beginning. the
0: first couple. But yeah, like, by the time you get down to, like, um, um, if you're thinking about anything from, like, seven or six, no, six onwards. I'm like, hold That might shit. take a
2: little bit longer. Yeah, a long, yeah. But then you break them up into, like, multiple subtitled series.
0: I only need to do Final Fantasy X and the end the first season on the laughing scene.
2: <laughs> ha, 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 ha. Credits. Cut the <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, why not? Let's yeah. go wild. Dylan, what's your number one?
0: Number one, Life is Strange and Life is Strange Before the Storm. Uh, combination. Now, do I want to do flashbacks? I don't know. Let's let's just say, uh, producers, directors, feel free to talk to me. We can discuss this. But um, the you would definitely combine that the Before the Storm and Life is Strange one into into a into a full thing.
2: But but do you have a definitive ending? Yeah. Is it bay or bay? It's bay. Bold choice. <laughs> My number one. Pokemon, give us a live action Pokemon TV series. Were they
0: talking about this? Wasn't this like a Netflix like potential thing?
2: Maybe. I mean, Netflix would be the ones crazy enough to actually, yeah, pull it off, um, because you know they'd make a ton of subscribers probably. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, just you know.
0: What do you want the story to be? Is it a trainer? I like, don't. What's the-
2: you know, I probably. You know. A trainer that would make the most sense but you know you could just go into any direction like just expand on the detective pikachu kind of experience and like just explore a a city or you i mean if you want to go if you want to stay true to the 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 original game you would just have someone trying to earn all the badges you know you would almost do an ash-esque story except he doesn't get sidetracked so much (laughs) but yeah i think live action pokemon series that would be Pretty fantastic. Unlikely to happen anytime soon because it would be hella expensive, yep. uh, and I don't know what the rights are. But come on, give us what we want. All right, Dylan, this week, what do you want to watch? Um, all right.
0: Uh, I'll give two answers because there's a the say. I'll, I'll go. What I want to watch this week is Boston Stranglers. Out that movie. I'm really. I'm looking forward to watching that. The Keira Knightley one. Um, I like a good. News thriller, whatever that category is, um, and then let's go Ted Lasso as a TV series.
2: Good choices, good choices. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll stick on your of one of each. I want to. I'm looking forward to. I want to watch Shazam, Power of the Gods. If you're listening at this at time, to, to be release. fair, let's. I was about to I'm say, watching. let's let's be open and honest. You're watching Shazam. I am, but, <laughs> but I want to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, And then, shout out, uh, on Apple TV Plus, they've got a new series called Monster Factory, which is around a uh, a wrestling wrestling school.
0: Yeah, I want to watch this too.
2: So, uh, yeah, it's on Apple TV Plus, it's probably going to be good, Uh, this was interesting, Uh, and obviously as the wrestling fans, uh, that'd be good. I'm guessing you're not going to be able to see Pearl.
0: I have no fucking clue if Pearl's gonna come out. I, I look, Oof. look. I ga- I gave answers. I'm trying to give answers to the segment, a segment I forget exists every week. Uh, but I'm trying to give answers in this segment of stuff that I know I can watch. Will I can I watch Ted Lasso? Yes. Can I watch The Boston Strangler? <laughs> yes. Cool. I look forward to that. Am I looking forward to Shazam? Not really. So I didn't say it.
2: Ooh. Let's know what you want to watch this week. Uh, let us know your top three video game. Uh to do the adaptations you want or any thoughts on anything that we talked about in this episode by going to explosion.com slash Twitter or jump into our Discord at explosion.com slash Discord. If you want to help us out here at What we Watch, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or on Podchaser. Uh leave us five stars and can leave five stars or just tell people about the show. And if you like this episode thought it was worth a roll, it, head over to our cof page at explosion.com slash supports. Thank you very much for listening. Until next time, keep watching stuff I guess.